Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, listeners, before we get to your show, this is a blast from your past. Were you hanging around in the 90s watching Nickelodeon before you got too old for it and started smoking weed and doing drugs? Well, then you should know us. This is Danny Tamborelli and... And this is Michael C. Morona. We're here to ask you to check out our podcast, The Adventures of Danny and Michael. And here's our on-air producer, Jeremy, to tell us what you'll be hearing. You can hear things like... Minisodes, full episodes, nostalgia dumps, interviews with some of today's hottest comedians. That's right, Jeremy. All of those things and more. So check us out. The Adventures of Danny and Mike on the Seltzer Kings Network. Before we get into the episode, we want to let you know we had a few technical difficulties this episode. We went through and painstakingly tried to fix them, but you might hear... A little bit of audio static. We really apologize. Uh, we want to give you the best listen experience ever. So we did our best fixing it. Uh, in the future, you won't hear any of it. Thanks for listening and later, taters. You're now listening to The Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three relatively grown men binge the iconic HBO series Sex and the City. So dust off those DVDs and grab yourself a white wine or even a cosmopolitan and settle in. Take it away, boys. Welcome to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys rewatch their way through Sex and the City with you. And just like that, I'm Corey Cavan. I'm Kevin James Doyle. And we are Johnless. We are still Johnless. Order, l- order on Johnless. It's an app. It delivers uh, breast milk to you. <laughs> it delivers breast milk, but it doesn't bring John. It just yeah. brings breast milk. And then you're like, "Where's John?" And you're like, "This is a, this is an allegorical representation of where John is. He's in the L- land of infant feeding right now." Listen, listen. One of our listeners said the last episode we did was our best episode we've ever done. So yeah. we might have to audition John when he gets back. It's very possible. We ha- we, hear- we might have to either audition John or we might have to get John and Katie to have another kid ASAP. Yeah. So we can start cranking yeah. out big old Fs. Because it's just like, I mean, listen, I, I, they said it couldn't be done. <laughs> 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 they said it couldn't be done. You know, you know, know, like when TV shows go through certain seasons and it's like, it's like, oh, that was like, that was that point in the office where like Pam and Jim were off or like that was that point in the Sopranos when like this thing was happening. This is the thing that's like, it's like, that's (laughs) when, uh, that's when John was out of the mix and there was just those like seven episodes where it was just Corey and Kevin and they were, they were bringing up. They're bringing up things like alt right conspiracy people. Yeah, and then then they you know what's diving deep. But also, I will say this, and this is a little. I know we got to move, but this is. I don't mean I don't mean to pat ourselves on the back. This is going off of what that commenter said. I I do feel like in that episode we got we got pretty deep about some stuff. We got emotional. That's what happens when. Um, that's what happens when the wine is flowing. 
some emotions mm-hmm. come out, you know. And True. we had like moody. My apartment has moody lighting, and we had a candle going. So yep. there was a myriad of factors that went into what made that great. It, we can't recreate it. All we can do is come show up, do our best, you know. And uh, I I liked how just now you had an opportunity to think of an example of a television show that is different because it's missing a character. And you, yep. you talked about f- like for Jim and Pam from the office and like the Sopranos and not sex in the city. And what is about to happen with Kim, not on the show. It's like right in front of you. <laughs> and you're like, I what, what would an example be of something that, will be missing one person therefore make it different <laughs> that is so true that's that is that was staring me in the face and i i, I think not see it these bradshaw boys episodes without john abode very very well for and just like that <laughs> it's just like it's like you know what it's not it's not the exact same but it's good it's different but it's good yeah yeah i mean i guess this is like our physical representation of what and just like that will be like it's like we removed a character for a little bit of a time but maybe maybe it's what and just like that is going to be because when john comes back maybe we do get a kim for an episode or two i'm kind of starting to think that is not out of the realm of possibilities next time um well i just think next time john posts next time john posts anything on instagram i'm just gonna go in and comment on it and be like never fucking say my name again you fucking bitch just <laughs> just cause some major what? drama you know <laughs> <laughs> like kim and sjp <laughs> have the bradshaw boys fans follow like okay here's the timeline john posted yeah. a thing about him and katie kevin posted a response down there john yeah. posted a clap back yeah yeah and it's just like and i'm like i don't want to talk about it i just i've never liked mickey and once Mickey came into the picture, <laughs> once he had a son, I didn't like his son. And I just couldn't really ever. It was never the same after that. <laughs> that would be uh, that'd be great to create to create more drama and implode your own thing only yeah. to only for to make it more popular. I think Dude, that's uh, what it, I, I think that is how you make that shows the real sacrifice to make something big is to be able to do that. Yeah. Were you saying, dude? What? Uh, December eighth. We we said it on here. And now they said December. We we have heard the in a, an Instagram comment or someone that worked on the show. They said officially January eighth. We got or December eighth. I'm sorry. Which that would make it a Thursday. So I think it's not true. It's going to be December twelfth. Don't, don't these shows come out on Sundays like Succession? They usually come on Sundays like Succession. And was The Sopranos a Sunday show? Yeah. Oh yeah. Big time. Yeah, totally. Shout out to... So it'd be December... Um, December 5th or 12th. Okay. I'm calling it out. And if I'm wrong, you can... you. I'll eat my hat. That's <laughs> an old saying. You're wearing one right now. Yeah, I'll so eat my hat. Um, they're in... And in Just Like That news... Uh, there's a, a long Daily Mail article about how Sarah Jessica Parker showed up to set in very casual sweatpants. They're just oh my gosh, so, what a scandal! Oh, oh my, my goodness, you're never gonna believe this one. 
holy shit. What'd she do? <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so dumb. I can't imagine writing for those things. I feel like I'd kill I myself if I had to write those articles. I know. It's just it, like, I'm not saying my life is like so meaningful and every day I'm just like, oh, I know exactly like why I'm, you know what I mean? Like we all have doubts, but I think there'd be certain moments writing articles like that that'd be like, what am I doing? Oh, <laughs> absolutely. Where, and someone's like, um, Kevin, we, I tweaked the article a little bit. You need to, you need to freak out more about the sweatpants. Uh, yeah. And then this is true. This is from the that article. You just need to, um, all caps and bigger font the word very in front of casual sweatpants. Can you look through the the photos and see is there any is there any worse angle that we have that that she she looks decent in that is there a worse angle? Dude, that is um, true. I guess. Do you have any before she got makeup done in the trailer? Okay. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, this is her. It's her walking to set, and she's kind of like smiling, kind of like a. It says in the article a grimace, but you know she's doing that because it's like a paparazzi person that I'm sure was like, yeah. Sarah Jessica, Sarah Jessica, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah. Sarah Jessica. Do you always dress this casually going to work? And I'm sure she's just like smiling, being nice to the people who are. About to write a, like a smear article about her. That'd be awesome. A a movie about a paparazzi person and like ha- somehow having a change of heart or something. She has to like they they end up like becoming I don't know have to go on a road trip with like a celebrity. And he's like, listen, I'm just working class. You're rich. And then you're like, whoa! I start to understand the paparazzi. But then the celebrity is also just like, I almost killed myself because. Y- that picture you posted and he's like, Oh my gosh, you, I'm so glad you didn't. And now we can do this road trip. Yeah, totally. All right. So one, will someone write that please? I don't feel like writing that idea. If someone <sighs> fucking write that and send us a script and we'll do a reading live on air. Someone write that. Uh, yeah, do that. And we'll cast ourselves in it, uh, as a buddy comedy. That's the next project we have until John comes back. All right, wait, it's let's the paparazzi buddy, buddy comedy. All right, let's go. Let's go watch the episode and you watch it. And then I'm going to write the script in the meantime. <laughs> okay, sounds good. All right, we're watching um, we're watching uh, Season 3, Episode 11, Running with Scissors. Episode 41, Running with Scissors. Carrie continues her affair with Big and finally confides in Samantha and Miranda. Charlotte finds out by accident when she bumps into them on the street together. Natasha comes home early from the Hamptons and catches Carrie in Big's apartment. Charlotte hires stylist Anthony to help her find the perfect wedding dress. Samantha meets the male version of herself, but he refuses to sleep with her because she hasn't had an HIV test. And now, back to the boys. All right. <sighs> wow. Wow. Okay. This is we, my. We, this is probably like my least favorite episode of Sex and the City ever. Yeah, as as I was watching it and remembered what was happening, I started to get this like pit in my stomach where I was like, "Oh, this is so uncomfortable." I, I know. I, sta- I think I know why yours. Why it's your most uncomfortable. I just stand by this. You can have sex with a man's husband, but you do not fuck with a person's teeth. I've major. 
Yeah, you have some teeth issues. Yeah, they're all connected to, I don't know, whatever teeth issues are. I just like, I, I have like a paranoia about exactly what happens to her. Yeah, totally. Well, it's it's very, it, it's a, it's like a very, it's, it's like a real fear of like yeah. falling out and knocking out your front teeth. It yeah. would be horrible, especially as an adult. Like I don't want a bad thing to happen to a kid, but like you see, you hear so many things of like, like, oh, when I was 11, I like knocked out one of my teeth playing baseball. But it's like when this stuff happens to you as an adult, yeah. it's, it's worse because you have yeah. to, you, you remember how bad it was for the rest yeah. of your life. Yeah, and and you can't. Yeah, just not having a front tooth is is, it's gonna fuck up at least one of you're gonna. You're not getting a new tooth right off the bat, so it's no. like you at least have one day without a front tooth, and then you get a fake one, and then in two weeks you're gonna get like the the actual replacement. Yeah. Oh, I had yeah. a friend, a friend, a friend of the pod, um, Melby, who you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He had a, a hockey accident where he got like hit in the mouth playing hockey and it didn't it didn't knock his tooth out, but it damaged his tooth. And eventually mm. his dentist was like, you need to get it worked on. But the timing and whatever and because of how long it had taken, he had like one of those grills where you could take out your tooth, you know, where you have like, yeah. a fake tooth. And he yeah. had it for like a year. A year. The dentist oh, was like, wow. we they were like, we, we have to like let something heal. So he just had that Whoa. for a year. So, I mean, Bridget no, Moynihan. You. Yeah, Natasha might have been rocking some sort of fake tooth grill for a year, also going through what is going to be a divorce. Let me give us the breakdown. Carrie and Aiden are cheating again. Um, horrible, horrible feeling way to start off this episode. They do like a, they do like a sexy, like, Super Hello, cut. who were you? A sexy supercut where they're like kind of joking about it, but it just feels icky because you like mm-hmm. know what is happening. And then uh, and then big starts to you know, make a crack about Aiden. And it's just they're cheating. The whole thing feels really bad. Um, uh, so they're doing that. Meanwhile, Miranda. Um, oh, then Carrie goes and meets with Miranda, breaks the news to Miranda. Um, Miranda has a cigarette with her. She also says she's smoking again. Miranda's a cigarette with her and is basically like, you, yeah, you need to figure this out. Um, yeah. And, and, and what are you going to do to make it right? Uh, and um, then uh, Samantha meets Tom Ramey, the male version of her. He has a sex swing and he asked her to get an AIDS test before he sleeps with her. Uh, they have a chat and chew where Charlotte brings some wedding mags to get ready for her wedding. Samantha keeps talking about the AIDS test, and one of the greatest Charlotte lines we've ever heard, there's many, but one of them is, uh, we're talking about weddings. Can you not bring up AIDS? So Charlotte <laughs> says that, which is fantastic. So good. So good coming from Charlotte, too. Uh, Carrie's question for the episode is, is sex ever safe? Uh, the way that Charlotte kind of fixes what is going on with her wedding planning is that Anthony becomes her wedding stylist, which is awesome. We get a good Anthony scene. Samantha goes and gets that AIDS test and is... Uh, you know, you find out everything you knew about Samantha, which is that she's very experienced and she's very nervous about getting the test. Um, and then Carrie and Aiden, uh, Carrie kind of makes Aiden go home one night or he chooses to go home cause she's making out with him. And like, 
is acting weird and is like, don't make those noises. And so there's already stuff coming up in their relationship. Uh, Miranda encounters the sandwich man. That's her storyline in this one. Um, and, I prefer uh, to call him a blimpy boy, but you know, Miranda, Miranda encounters the blimpy boy. That's that much more spot on. Uh, and then, um, uh, and then Charlotte ends up. The catching... Bradshaw boys have issued a correction. In an earlier episode, <laughs> they called him Sandwich Man. He prefers to be called Blimpy Boy. That will be. <laughs> it, you said that like a news reporter. Yeah, he that's right. To be called Blimpy Boy. That's great. And tomorrow we'll see. <laughs> he prefers to be called Blimpy Boy. Back to you, Corey, with the summary. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. And back at the rest of the summary, here's what we're going to have, and here's your weather. Uh, and then, um, okay, uh, Samantha finds out her AIDS test results. She faints because she thinks she has AIDS, but she doesn't. The lady just wanted to talk to her about how she needs to have better safe sex. Uh, and then she ends up having sex scene, or having sex swing sex with the guy, and they pull the swing out of the ceiling. Um Charlotte catches Carrie and Big, which is a major thing, and they talk about it, and they have a great conversation where she says, you're the other woman, and they took vows, and like, and I wouldn't want someone doing this to me. And then the major thing that we've already talked about is Carrie and Big are at his apartment uh, hooking up. He leaves. She sticks around, and then Natasha catches her, and then she does the thing where she runs out, and Natasha busts out her front teeth. They go to the hospital, and we get that classic scene of Carrie telling Big, we're so over, we need a new word for over. And that is the episode. Uh, so, we're is so sex ever over? safe? We no. need another word for over. And that word is... We never got what the word was. We never did. Um, um, I, don't know what the, I don't know what the word would be. Wait, uh, what? What? Walker told me I had AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing. If you don't Walker know what told that me is, I have AIDS. that is from <laughs> Walker, Texas Ranger. That is uh, Haley Joel Osment <laughs> saying, Walker told me I have AIDS. They used to play that on Walker, Conan all the time, didn't they? I know. Walker told me <laughs> I have AIDS. He's just <laughs> smiling and w Wilford Brimley is just like, Oh, hey there, buddy. <laughs> oh, okay. Dude. Didn't know you knew. Um, you know what's so funny is like, I feel like there's like clearly a much better culture around sexual health, I would think. Yeah. Although, although I think like STDs are at an all-time high. STDs. STIs? Oh, yeah. Infections. They're not diseases. Which is just so funny because it's just like, I mean, I understand like words are important for things like that, but it's like, you know, it's not like, I don't know. I've, I just think it's, it's funny. STI rate. Um, dude, nursing homes are fucking popping off with them right now. Well, they always have been, right? Yeah. Even more. Time. One in five people in the U.S. have a sexually transmitted infection. New data by the CDC said that on any given day, one in five people. Yeah, dude. I mean, go get go get one. No, get tested. It's it's so funny because it's like it, it is it is funny to dude. People HPV is just is just out of this world. So many people with HPV. 
Yeah. Let's see. The number of STIs at any given point in, two, in the number of STIs acquired. Oh, cool. They have they have like new draft picks in here. <laughs> so they show like how many there are. So there's 42.5 million people with, with HPV, 13 new rookies. Uh, we have 572,000 people welcome to the, the herpes team. Uh, Trictomatose. Trictomolasis? What's that? Trictomolasis. I don't know. Trick. Uh, cl- Dude, big time chlamydia outbreak last year. There were 2.4 really? million cases. We got 4 million new ones. So big time chlamydia. La- oh, I guess maybe that's because... Um, Oh, that's over the course of a year because that, that doesn't stay around forever. So, um, what, uh, how many- what, webs- what website are you on where you're finding all this? Um, CDC. Oh, okay. So here's my question for you. Um, how many people do you think in the United States got HIV last year? Um, uh, let me see. 10,000. 32,600. Wow. And guess how many have HIV? Living with, living with, living with, living with, living with, not dying from disease. Rent. How many have them? How many have? How many? How many people have HIV in the United States? Um, three million. Under a million, nine hundred thousand eight, nine hundred eighty-four thousand. That's good. Yeah, that's good. I do one thing that's crazy, and that then this kind of shows that from uh, this episode is. The there have been massive leaps made in people living with HIV, and like it was, it was in like you were just saying from rent, like it was a death sentence back then, and that was like why Samantha and everyone you know was like. And I thought about this, the Mighty Mighty Boston song. I'm not a coward. I just never been tested. I like to think that if I was, I would pass. Oh. Never had to knock, knock on, wood. on wood. Song about AIDS, um, wow. or at least part of it is. But um, but you know that is still a concern, I'm sure, but a much more different concern than it was in the '90s and early 2000s, probably. You know, I heard I heard a joke at <clears throat> the Comedy Cellar recently, and someone was just like, "Blah blah blah." Just kidding. Gay people don't wear condoms, and then. And it was it was a gay comedian, and I was like, you know, I I was just like, I've I haven't heard that, mm-hmm. and I'm sure it's true because I most lots of people don't want to wear condoms. I mm-hmm. would just be, if I was a gay man, having having, and he was talking about like hooking up with people mm-hmm. on Grinder and stuff. And if I was a gay man living in New York City, hooking up with people, I would be terrified. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, because even looking at prevalence and stuff, just, I guess, just the cultural narrative, I'd be like, you know, every single story there is about AIDS that I see is about, like, an artist in New York City, <laughs> you know, because yeah. it was so, so I heard that and I was like, oh my gosh, I wanted to go up after and be like, you should tell everyone to wear condoms. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> what, and, and did, did you talk to Bruce Valanche after his set? 
He was like, Kevin, listen. Um, you, I, I do have to say, and I, I don't think that sounded like a mean joke, but I do want to say that the Bradshaw boys are very pro Valanche. We've said it before. We're pro yeah. Bruce. We're pro Bruce Valanche, and we're pro we're pro diaphragm. I the anytime so oh, yeah. I we always make sure diaphragms. Anything anytime a girl wants to have sex comes up to me and is like, Hey, are you are you Kevin Doyle? And I'm like, Yeah, and they're like, I wanna have sex with you and I was like, Okay, yeah, I sure, but you have to wear your diaphragm. I don't want to mm-hmm. get AIDS. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> that's like but, so it's like so medically off, I think. Does the diaphragm keep you from getting AIDS? I thought it was yeah, do control. do girls walk up to me on the street and ask to have sex with me? They're All both the equally true. All the time. Um, it's, it's, it's the hardest thing about being friends with you. You can never have a full conversation because that keeps happening. Uh, this is what I would say, sex in the city-wise. I think yeah. that um, if this character was written today, and I w- we have to have Samantha? a... The Samantha character? Yeah, yeah. We have to have a bingo card mm-hmm. of things to see how how much bending they do to to write true to characters because if they wrote that now that episode now i think this is true to people like samantha but if they wrote it now they would there's no way that she'd be that she would be like sweetie like i fuck a lot and i like to know a lot about my body you know because it's almost like watching people smoke that it's like geez it's almost like feels like irresponsible to even watch but i don't yeah. mind that because i think like it's it's probably true that mm-hmm. lots of people were that was the attitude but if that show was on now there's zero percent chance that oh. they would have it that way absolutely it would be like she's very safe she checks all the time and that is part of her uh that's part of her um What's the word? I guess like cavalierness about sex is that she's also very responsible. Yeah. Now the cool, I think the cool part about the story is like this other guy is like, oh no, get tested. Then we like, it ends up being very pro, but I think people look up to Samantha so much. I feel like if they wrote it now, they would make it the guy be like that. And, and Samantha be the one that's like, you get tested and then you fuck my brains out, babe. You know? Right. Right. True. I think though, this does add to what we've talked about before. It's a it's probably a rounder version of Samantha than than people remember her as. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. like this isn't as much, you know, like some of the relationship struggles with Richard or cancer or anything like that. But it is it is like her being like, I'm really afraid to go do it. And I've never done it because I don't mm. want to know. Like that's a that's a kind of, that's a that's a deep personal thing, even though when she's talking to the nurse, it's played a little for comedy where she's like, yes. Yes and yes. I'm still counting my partners. Yeah. How many partners do you think she's had? I thought you were about to ask me how many I've had. I was like, how many partners have you had on the podcast? (laughs) This goes out to people. No, how many partners do you think Samantha's had? Uh, Over 200? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, All right. I feel like like the Samantha one is kind of an easy one. I think we're... Wait, I, I feel like we're... Oh, go ahead. I, I, I have a question about Charlotte. Was was Trey in this episode at all? He wasn't, um, was he? I There's Anthony. Anthony, but yeah, I don't think Trey was. Wait, did they go to the rehearsal dinner in this one? 
Did they? Uh, no, no, the rehearsal. No. no, they don't go to the rehearsal okay. dinner in this. One. I was they don't just. Do any, I w- they only talk about the wedding. So yeah. Yeah, I remember. I w- w- thought that was funny. I watched the episode on the subway, mm-hmm. and then there was like a few parts where I was walking for like three minutes, and I just like listened to it, like it was a like it was a really well made audio podcast, like a. <laughs> um, and then at the end of the episode, I was like, "Oh, that's so funny that it's like they're about to be married, but, but it was there was no tray." So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't you you don't see him. It's just a lot of lead up where Charlotte gets the dress, and you find out yeah. more of Charlotte's feelings about marriage too, uh, yeah. which you always knew, you know. Yeah. Well, we could cover cover Charlotte, or yeah, let's cover Charlotte. Um, uh, Charlotte um, is basically, you know freaking out about um trying to get the perfect wedding dress and she's then, headed towards some marital disaster as you can see which you which oh, so sad uh and then she catches carrie and big which is a pretty big moment there's the, I, I don't know if there was any way out of that for carrie and big i don't know if there's any way for that to play they them to play that off yeah yeah um yeah, I. Uh, it's kind of the worst way to get caught. When's the other time that she gets caught? When she breaks up with Big and she runs into. When she meets up with Big. When is the other time she gets caught for being on the Upper East Side, or or being somewhere? Is that with Miranda? She has the dentist thing. Remember? Oh, that is with Miranda and I think that's when she is back together with Big but not telling her friends. It's not when she's cheating. It's just when she is like hooking up with him and not talking to her friends about it cuz she knows that her friends just will be like what are you doing? So much deception. So much deception. So much deception. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I mean Yeah, um Yeah, more like more like the Carrie Lyaries. Right. <laughs> I mean, come on. Jokes write themselves. Yeah, I I think uh it it is interesting how when she said like and you're my maid of honor because mm. I was like I was like that's interesting because I I definitely like had emo- feelings like about that of being like that is interesting. There is like if somebody was in like an an active affair Mm -hmm. at first I was like, that's kind of a selfish way to put it. And then I'm like, I don't know. She kind of has a point, you know, like, Mm -hmm. cause it means so much. It's just interesting that it it means so much to Charlotte. It's not the healthiest thing, but she just believes in it so much. And it is just kind of a fascinating little dynamic they have going on, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, that, that would hurt Charlotte. Because she needs this so much, too much, and she's like making some poor decisions based on it. But it's uh, is interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it is yeah. It's weird that um, it's also weird. I mean, I guess this is just how life works. But it's also weird that uh, Charlotte seems like she's doing everything right. In that you know she's like she's we she's getting married she is like i think i found the perfect man and it seems like carrie's doing everything wrong with breaking up a marriage and mm-hmm. having an affair and then uh 
they both end up in a bad spot from this. Like Charlotte, her marriage falls apart, you know? Yeah. It's like there's, there's neither one of them are, are like on the winning team right now. Yeah. Um, good introduction to uh, Anthony, though. Is this our first introduction to him or no? I think we, I think we saw, um, I don't know if this is our first introduction to Anthony. I do mm-hmm. not know. Well, I'm not sure. Well, we like him. <laughs> exactly. We like him. No, he's great. And he's the perfect, he's, he's the perfect, um, like, perfect person for what is happening here, too. You know? Yeah. Like, to, to be her, like, wedding dress, uh, her stylist. I am the perfect person. <laughs> To be with Charlotte picking out a dress. <laughs> that's um, that's Hoobastank, but about Anthony Marantino. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Let's, uh, let's cover Miranda quickly and then let's get to the meat. Because it's like, come on. There's like one of the best. This is, this is so packed. Um, okay. Which I guess the Sanders thing is funny. That's another thing that I just think would be different it's not that it holds up well but it's funny she's like this guy out here is like saying sexual things to women and if they had that episode now it'd be like this person's sexually harassing me you remember the video of the girl walking around new york city and mm-hmm. the cat, cat, calling, cat calling yeah i mean that was like such a huge hoopla and mm-hmm. there's like over the years there's just like cat calling from people in new york is just like a normal thing you see on tv mm-hmm. and i don't i don't think it would I, I don't think she she would handle that the same. Um, yeah, but uh, I just I I just rem- I, watching it. I was like, oh, that's funny. Like street cat calling is just uh, times times have changed. Yeah, it's definitely. I don't think it would be played right now for. Uh, I don't think it would be played for. Miranda like looking at his face and and making like a brave choice to you know be like I don't know what's behind this guy it would be more like it would be more like so Miranda caught a video of it and then put it on Instagram and then that guy was shamed and fired yeah like I think that's like more what would happen because it would be like yeah he's in a blimpy he's a blimpy boy sexually harassing women yeah it is it, it the one thing that was always weird to me about this scene was the way that he said eat me like it was it it it's it's like very non-human you know yeah so like it's not like hey eat me what'd you say to me you heard what I yeah said. like it's not it's not like a it's not like an aggressive weird hit on it's like very serial killer vibes you know i know that i wish the it, it's a very non-satisfactorily it's a non-satisfactory ending or even because there's no twist to it really so there's not really a comment on harassing women and and if there was like i guess if it was a little funnier then Mm -hmm. you could even get away with more to be like because she's charmed by him but he doesn't get anything out of she doesn't it's almost like an ending that i thought would be funny is if she like tears it off and like it's not a it's not a person in there. It's just like a, like a, a, like 
I know mm-hmm. that you can see the legs, but if you were writing it, I think that would be funny that it's like she misunderstood thinking she was being harassed and really it's like it's like a robot inside that is like you know that's like she thought it was a person and it's just a person advertising for blimpies it's not a human i thought it's that like would ca- be yeah it's like candy man it's uh she rips it off and just bees fly out of the head yeah yeah <laughs> no, yeah you're right. i mean like if it was or yeah if it was a thing where it was like you know and Miranda found out all along what targeted advertising really was. And you're right. It was just like yeah. a speaker or something like that. Yeah. 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 Like if there was just something, cause really it's like, even when you see the guy, you're like, you would have a better, or I don't understand. He wasn't like nice tits, sweetheart. And he didn't, there's just something about it that it was like, it, it I, I wanted it to be more cause it is a really funny idea. I know, and they put a lot into it. It also makes me wonder if there was... <laughs> did Blimpy sponsor the episode? It's some very... It's like a lot of Blimpy Blimpy logo showing. And uh, yeah. and it, it she goes into a Blimpy store and talks to a guy. Yeah. Which would be yeah. funny if they would, because you would think that'd be the last person to sponsor Sex and the City. But, it, um, but I know what you're saying. You get to that reveal, and it's weird. He looks goofy. He looks like a kid almost. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And he's just like smiling weird. Yeah. And then you, and then it, it, almost in like a weird way, I'm like, I kind of wanted them to like hook up or her to yeah. like dress him down and be like, you don't talk to women that way. And you don't talk to me that way. But neither one happens. She yeah. just kind of gets yeah. a weird confidence boost from it and walks off. Yeah. 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 Well, speaking of weird confidence boosts, <laughs> if you have your teeth knocked out, don't let that affect how great you feel about yourself. Yeah. Sure. I don't know. Um, no, I, no, I was going to say, speaking of weird confidence boosts, I wonder if after that happens in your life, if you can just take anything. Because you've yeah. uh, you've seen the woman your husband is cheating on you with in your house, and then you got your teeth knocked out from it. So, dude, a lot you know of bad the, things have happened to you. There's only going up from there. The one thing about this that I forgot that it was very interesting is that she says, "I know you were cheating, but not in my house." Yes, totally. So she and knew I was like, was going "Wow, on the whole time. that's that that is such good writing to like just add another layer of like." You know, because you don't really ever see her in big talk. You don't know what's going on in their relationship. And that was like, oh, my gosh. I, mm-hmm. you know, anytime you're th- you're thinking about stuff that d- doesn't go on on screen, you're like, that's that's pretty good writing. Also, bad move on Carrie to just stick around the house. Like, yeah, even I mean, even if you're like, she's not coming home for three days. Like, you know, anyone can walk in like there's yeah. going to be a cleaning person. Hey, it's TV. Something's going to happen, Carrie. But it's just like. Like even when there was a there was a time uh, a couple like this summer that I think we were at your apartment and I had like a meeting to do and you were like, you can just hang out and do it here. And when I was done with the meeting, I was like, I felt weird. (laughs) There's no reason to feel weird, but it's just weird when you're like, I'm in someone else's space for no real reason. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I should get out of here. Like, yeah, as a respect to them, like. (laughs) You know, unless you're like staying there, but if you're just like using, it's like there's no real reason to just hang here. Do you know what's funny is like, because any good storytelling, you know, is like 
I always find it funny. This is another goes along with it too. I heard like Chris Rock at one point said like, if a pun if a joke of his doesn't work, it's because he didn't set it up correct. Like the punchline is funny, but right. he didn't. And yeah. and sometimes understanding the premise. Yeah, and it just never gets old in storytelling to just be like when you're in a place you shouldn't be and someone's coming home. Because I remember in Parasite. When they're just at the people's house, like drinking and hanging out, I'm just mm-hmm. like, no, no, no. And then the family's like, you know, like it's raining. We're going to turn around. And I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah. And like, and I'm like, that's, that's been done 1000 times, yeah. but it's just like, I, it's, it's funny. Like it's a great lesson in storytelling that I'm like. This is there's nothing new about that. It's just like you're you're doing a bad thing. You shouldn't be there in this place and you're being cocky. You're going to get caught. As you know, you're, as you're saying it, I am thinking of multiple things. I can think of a thing in Ted Lasso when it happens. I can think of a thing in White Lotus where it happens. Like it's yeah. you're right. It's a device that and it doesn't get old. And yeah. you can even see it as a device. You can be like, OK, is that too convenient? But it's not. Because yeah. I think it, it it like brings you even when it was happening today, they did play they did play it really well in the episode where you see her trying to get out and she's struggling mm-hmm. with the chain and stuff. And it just ugh. It, yeah. I you're just like, oh, oh no. It works. Oh also they no. also they Oh no. Also they have uh uh they have a side door to like the the fire stairs or whatever. In their I, yeah, I've seen those before. That's really? you, you, you got a good apartment if you got one of those. Uh, yeah, definitely. <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, I was talking about uh, yes, yesterday. I was talking with somebody about the movie Eyes Wide Shut. Have you oh. seen it? Oh yeah, saw it in the theater when it came out. So good, so good, and holds up really well. Mm-hmm. It has like a little bit of a 90s feel. It is funny how it's like 2001 and strange. Like it is funny. The more time goes by, 90s feel won't feel. It will just feel like classic film. But there are Mm -hmm. parts of it that you're like, oh, it's so funny seeing like a Kubrick movie that feels like a 90s movie, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But um, so, so, so good. But we were talking yesterday um, with my friend. and We were just talking about what it's like when you like have a crush Mm-hmm. And kind of as an adult, like usually your crushes tend to be like more sex sexual that it's like, it's not like, Ooh, I want to date that person. It's just like, Oh gosh, like a dirty crush basically, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and we are talking about it and she's like, yeah, but like once you do it, then the, then it's over. The mystery's gone. Yeah. And I read, a. Letterboxd is an app where where it like reviews you can put up your own reviews for movies and it's a great mm-hmm. app you should download it if you are listening and like movies but there was somebody that kind of said that exact same thing because I was reading some eyes wide shut reviews and they were very much they were like this is the be- greatest movie to explain that like sex is all about desire and that's mm. where everything comes from and then the second that you start doing it you realize it's just two bodies mashing up against each other. And then once it's done, it's like there's whatever was there was just like 
two bodies just mashing up against each other and the entire narrative after changes once you get the thing. And it was just interesting because it's such mm. like taking the morality out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just it's interesting that such a great film was was made that's basically like, yeah, uh, you're that I don't know. I remember that being a movie that's like, ooh, set like a sexy orgy movie. Mm-hmm. And really, mm-hmm. it's like the most moralistic movie that is just like, you shouldn't cheat on your wife because you're making this all up in your head and you're going to just do something harmful, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. And I was like, this is, this is eyes wide shut of Sex in the City, this, uh, this episode. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's actually interesting because you look at when they start. they're in the kind of like fun affair games where it's like, Oh, hello, sir. Mm -hmm. And then you're right. When it ends, it sort of unmasks all that. And it's like, this is what this really is. Yeah. And people are getting hurt physically and emotionally. Yeah. And, uh, and now you see what it is. So, you know, hope you're glad the way it worked out. Yeah. I hope you're having fun. Um, but yeah, I guess what is funny, I guess, Big is more up for fun. I guess he's like the slightly more manipulative one because she kind of wants to just keep it private. And he he kind of he wanted to break the news to Aiden before. Yeah. And then in this, he kind of wanted to do that. And she's like, he's a real person. Like, don't mess this up. Right. And so it seems like if we want to go morality, she seems like a little more up for the game of. I'm having an affair. He seems more kind of testing the waters for wanting more and blurring his lines. Yeah. He at least is starting to, he's starting to play the thing where he's saying, let's go full blown me and you like, let's, let's come out with it. Like, and let's be together. Yeah. Um, But you're right. By doing that, he, is kind of like, I don't care who gets hurt, you know? Yeah, yeah. It, it would also be interesting to see if they did that, if they did come out with it, if they would have s- still had problems with their commitment and their own relationship. I can only imagine they would, because they yeah. always do. But it's not like just coming public with that would fix anything, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's what I think most most relationships, I think there's a study that come out of cheating don't last, and... That's what, I mean, this is just the classic toxic big and carry type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just sort of, I, I don't know. Watching people like in a montage of cheating is like bleak. It really, I like as I was watching it, I, I think that's what they were going for. But just knowing at the beginning when it was like they were being cutesy, I was like, ugh, it's, yeah. it's. It makes me feel so bad for Aiden too, because as much as we like make fun of him, when he was like doing the like, mm, and then she was like, "Stop doing that! It's annoying." Mm-hmm. You're just like, dude, this poor guy has like, big dumb Aiden has no idea, and I just feel bad for him. It's it's just rough. Also, there was a thing that we've talked about this before, I think, but I feel like I heard. On some relationship podcast, maybe like Esther Perel or something, someone talking about when, when people in a relationship start to 
not like like start to get like sickened by the noises the other person makes mm-hmm. that things are in pretty bad shape because misophonia mm. is a real thing. Like it's a real mm. thing. And when you start to feel that way about your partner, then there's like a thing that you, it's hard to turn off. Cause you're like, mm. I'm really annoyed by, I'm annoyed by this thing. So it's like, if she's annoyed by his like sweet, passionate sounds. Yeah. It's like, okay. It's going to be really hard to get around that one. Um, that's really interesting and makes sense. And it's yeah. like, that's like one of the now that doesn't mean that you can't tell someone to stop doing something or like be aware of something. But right. but it is funny because that is like so fundamental to do, to hu- who a human is that it's like I can't change the way I sneeze or like, cert, you know, mm-hmm. um, have you have you ever seen we've I feel like we've talked about this before, but have you seen crimes and misdemeanors? Uh, No, I don't think but I think we have to. Oh man, it's just, it's just, I feel like most of our listeners would not be interested in seeing it because it's a Woody Allen movie, (laughs) but it's a, it is just one of the best movies about cheating. Um, and it, Jerry Orbach is in it. Yeah. Jerry Orbach. So in it, he has an affair with who's the the woman in it. Um, uh, Angelica Houston. Yes. Angelica Houston. And, um, uh, and what's his name? Walter. Uh, I'm uh, Martin Landau. Ma- yeah. Martin Landau and Angelica Houston are having an affair. Okay. And, um, and Martin Landau is like very, very happily married mm-hmm. and he's like a high end surgeon. And then Angelica Houston is just like, at one point she's just like, no, you said you're going to tell your wife. So you're going to fucking tell your wife. And he's just like, uh, and she's like, no, I'll, I'll call her right now. He's like, no, 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 don't, don't do that. And she just has this like justified, but like crazy rage that, and then they'll show flashbacks of like when they met, like on an airplane. And he was like, hi. And she's like, what do you do? He's like, I'm a surgeon. And then you see him get like, you just see all these things that are so similar to, to this, this plot line that is basically just like, oh my gosh, who is that stewardess? And like, ooh, like we're gonna meet in this hotel, and ooh, and then it just gets to the point where this woman is like, "I'm gonna tell your wife," and he's like, "You're gonna destroy my life," and she's like, "You fucking destroyed mine already." Like, I moved here, like all this stuff that you're just like, "Oh man, if you could just go back to when you saw that person, you had a boner, and you're like, I want to fuck this flight attendant, and this is what you got. You're knocking people's teeth out." <laughs> It does feel really like gross, you know? Yeah. I mean, listen, I could not more highly recommend a movie. It's like one of, I think one of the best movies ever made, Um, especially like a New York movie. And you just feel, you feel real dirty at the end of it. It's, it is just like one of those more morality movies that at the end, you're just like, man, humans fucking suck (laughs) like yeah it is it is it is rough but it is one of the this episode and and that i was like those are two things that just you know very much make you think twice about about people's emotions within relationships and cheating Mm. and all that yeah totally oof carrying big 
Um, yeah. Rough. But hey, I mean, we know it all works out in the end. They get mar- they get ha- married, they get happily married, and then she they just. Uh, you know what? Fuck, kind of fuck Aiden for going through this and then kissing her in in sand Sandland. I thought about that point where it's like Aiden watched all this go down. It's like don't cheat on your wife with this woman. Yeah, you know. Yeah, years, years Come on, later. Aiden, what the fuck? Hey, I didn't realize it, but this episode is really just a very anti-Aiden episode, and it should. You know be. what? Listen, listen. This isn't the first time around, John Corbett. We've seen the end. We're doing a rewatch. We know we've seen the future. What the fuck? Yeah, get out of here. Get back into your big fat Greek wedding and stop screwing this stuff up, you dingus. Yeah. Come on. Fucking doofus. What are you doing? What? What? Don't even go to dinner with her. Why are yeah. you even f- flirting with the idea of dinner? You know what was in your head. Yeah. Yeah. And and Carrie, why don't wear proper attire when you're in the Middle East? Yeah, yeah, right. exactly. Respect the culture and don't paint those smoky eyes when you're going out for a friendly drink with an ex-boyfriend. You're married. Come on. All right, who cheats in the new uh, new series? Uh, do you think Harry or Charlotte cheat? They would never do that. They would never do that. Um, They've already done cheating so much. They can't. If anyone cheats in the new series, they need to fucking jump off a bridge. <laughs> it's like, haven't you learned your lessons? I don't. I wouldn't. The, I would say that no one cheats, but I would. I wonder if uh, Miranda and Steve are not together, and Miranda uh, goes out and, and dates mm. as a as an older woman. But I know that Eigenberg is in it. He's been in some of the press pictures, so who knows? Good. Yeah. Well, well um, this is good. I, I this was it was hard to be as as fun and goofy with this episode because it was I so know. heavy. But I know. But it was a good one. Yeah. We hope we hope you got some out of it. We hope if you watched it, you got through watching Natasha pull her face up and dark red blood pouring out of her face and you're ready to move on to some fun stuff now. And you got to get through that rainbow. You got to get through that rain to get to the rainbow. Exactly. Now, listen, go get tested. People Mm -hmm. get tested. Uh, Make sure you make sure you don't have any STIs. Be healthy out there. Don't sexually harass people on the street. Mm-hmm. Don't don't have sex with uh, uh, with people that you shouldn't be having sex with. And and um, and if you are getting married, find yourself a loyal and funny gay friend to help you with picking out a wedding dress. I think that can take us out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a coward, I've just never been tested. (laughs) All right. Later, taters. Bye. The Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cavan, John Sieber, and Kevin James Doyle. The show is produced by Jeremy L. Balin. For more information on the guys, check out their website at bradshawboys.com, on social media at The Bradshaw Boys, and if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening. Hey, Bradshaw Boys fans, it's Corey. Hey, Bradshaw Boys listeners. Seltzer Kings. Podcasts.